It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Tuesday morning at Wax, warm and dry. What else are we going to talk about? That's the weather. Not much to tell you. And again, that haze continues. They say that's going to be a sunny day. But that haze from those Canadian wildfires continue to, uh, well, bother us, really. Hey, good morning. It's the shank of the day. Chore time here at Wax. Bob and Jill with you after a, a weekend of eating breakfast away from home. We had, uh, well, Marshfield on Friday. We are up in Barron County on Saturday. We were also in Kadat on Saturday, right? Yep, I went to Kadat. How was that? That was good. It was nice and full. A lot of good pancakes and uh, a lot good. of good, I call them condiments, you know. Yeah, the- they have one. They have a fruit bar there that most breakfast don't have you can go up there and put strawberries and blueberries and i that's a good one up there the, that is good there was strawberries oranges and um pineapple yeah, it was yeah, so they good have a fruit bar at theirs and then uh sunday we were over at the granton breakfast and a huge crowd there as well in the khart farm so again breakfast so far celebrating dairy industry in wisconsin have been wonderful because some of the other celebrations we are hearing about are Kind of troublesome, uh, and uh, not the price of milk. It's uh, that's bothersome. But what's even more bothersome is the dumping of milk. Huge amounts of milk being dumped, going into farmers' lagoons, farmers' pits, and uh, not a good story. So again, uh, we're working on on some of that to find out more. But again, it's a lot of milk out there, a lot of cheese. Is the government going to buy cheese? Lots of stories in the dairy industry right now, but uh, the dumping of milk is the bothersome part of the industry right now. And, of course, uh, that'll tell you about about why prices are where they were at. But uh, is it a problem with prior planning and uh, not having the capacity at the plants that many people think they should have? But, again, the issue is they're dumping milk. All right, we've got uh, other things to talk about. Uh, Trade agreements, what's going on with some of our sales around the world. We'll look at the dairy breakfast schedule coming up. We'll even talk to, uh, well, we'll talk to the Picknell family that hosted the Barron County breakfast uh, this past Saturday. Second time in four years they've done that. And a huge crowd turned out again up there in the Prairie Farm area. So we've got lots to talk about this morning here on Wax. And uh, we'll get at it uh, the deer slayer is back and with us this morning. So, did you take out a whole herd on the way in this morning, or just pick one off the crowd? I just picked one off the crowd. I missed three other ones. You did, but you got one. I got one, but just kind of winged it. I think I just winged it. I hit it on the bumper of the pickup, and it kept running, and I couldn't see it. All right, well that's up, good. So. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, just uh, going to ache a little bit for a while and be back in the good, uh, in good stead. Uh, but again, yeah, be careful of these animals. I I ran over something over the weekend in the dark going to breakfast. I don't know what it was. It was a little, I don't know if it was a raccoon or who knows. But uh, I got something. You got something. Uh, we're putting some notches on our belt. That's for sure. <laughs> Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Weather, well... Pretty much like last week, not much to tell you, although there were a few wet spots in my driveway when I got up this morning, so I don't think it would have to much, but I got a couple of drops anyway. How about you? Did you get anything? 
I got nothing. It's dry, dry, dry. We actually spread out some seed, and it was dry out there. All right. So, again, keep your fingers crossed. But, again, partly cloudy today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. Chance of rain on Saturday at about 81. Sunday, partly cloudy. It'll be in the uh, upper 70s to low 80s over the next period of time. It's about 64 degrees right now. Still dry in the heartland, although some folks did get some rain through Nebraska and places like that over the weekend, so hopefully it's it's going to spread itself around, but not anytime soon. But it'll be a little cooler than it was last week, and, uh, you know, summer in Wisconsin, we don't want it to go too fast, but uh, we don't want it to be too bad either. But and we'll look at the crop progress report as well. All right, lots of things to do. It's 5 o'clock, about a minute after already. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's uh, hear some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The National Transportation Safety Board says recovery of the plane that crashed in Virginia Sunday, killing four people, will begin Tuesday. More from Mark Mayfield. Officials with the National Transportation Safety Board spent all day Monday at the remote crash site near Montebello, Virginia, assessing the wreckage. A senior NTSB investigator described it as destroyed, noting that what remained was not even recognizable as an aircraft. The small Cessna jet slammed into a rugged mountainside after the pilot passed out killing all four people on board. A fifth suspect has been arrested after a Memorial Day shooting in Hollywood, Florida, that left several people injured. Authorities in Hollywood made the announcement Monday. Each individual has been charged with one count of attempted murder in the first degree, eight counts of attempted murder in the second degree, and one count of carrying a concealed firearm. Last week's shooting on a busy beach boardwalk left at least nine people injured. The House Oversight Chairman is beginning the process to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress. Here again is Mark Mayfield. After reviewing a document claiming President Biden was involved in a criminal bribery scheme and being briefed by officials, Republican James Comer said the FBI refused to hand over the unclassified record to the House panel. The FBI originally offered to let Comer look at the document at FBI headquarters, but after Comer said he would hold Ray in contempt of Congress, the Bureau offered to bring it to Capitol Hill to review it in a secure area. But Comer is continuing to hold that the FBI is not in compliance with the subpoena. An Oklahoma school board has approved what would be the nation's first publicly funded religious charter school. It voted 3-2 to two on Monday to approve the application for the St. Isidore of Seville Virtual Catholic Charter School. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, don't forget, besides all the Dairy Month activities, all the other things that are going on around the area, rodeos and all kinds of things are happening. So again, get out and enjoy June. Enjoy summer in Wisconsin. A lot of haze is going to continue as we look at our weather forecast this morning. And the weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. New 2022 campers starting at 12488 are available now and still at ChilsonRV.com. Great camping weather does continue today, about 81, partly cloudy, so uh, we'll see a lot of sun again outside of that haze, taking that into account. And it's pretty much the same story Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 70s and 80s, and then the chance of rain on Saturday. I don't know how big a chance it is, but it's there. And about 81 and 76, partly cloudy on Sunday. It's 61 right now in Rice Lake. 58 in Medford, Wausau, 63, Marshfield, 65, 70 in La Crosse. That's the warm spot. 
61 in Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee at 63. And it's uh, very pleasant. 64 degrees outside the barn doors here in Eau Claire this morning. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Let's Report. Let's look at the numbers. And Jill, how the livestock trade yesterday? Choice fed beef steers are 177 to 190, with mixed at 115 to 176. Choice fed beef heifers are 178 to 193, with mixed at 114 to 176. Choice fed Holstein steers are 150 to 164, with select and silage fed steers 106 to 149. Cows are 85 to 109, with a top of 128. Bulls are 93 to 126. Butcher hogs are 33 to 85, with sows at 17 to 20, and boars at 8 to 11. No quote from market lambs. Feeder lambs are 75 to 235. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, livestock features. Cattle were higher, hogs mostly lower. June live cattle, 177.15. That was up 72. August, 173.27, up 37. October live cattle, 176.32, up 32. And December, up 42 at 179.60. The feeder cattle price for August, 242.60. That was up 70 cents. September, 245.62, up 62. October, 247.65, up 65. November, 248.50. That's up 70 cents. January, 247.72 up 77. Lean hogs were mostly lower. June closed 85.32 down a dollar 40. July at 84.15 that was down a half a dollar. August hogs 81.62 down 67. October up 57 at 76.32. Board of Trade was uh, lower yesterday. As we said, there was some rain out in uh, parts of the growing country of this where of this world. And that put prices a little lower yesterday, as it always does, even though it's not nearly enough rain. But then overnight, the board responded. December corn up a nickel at 542. The oats up two cents at 350. December wheat up 17 at 672. November beans up a nickel at 1185. December meal up 350 a ton at $373.70. Barrel cheese up three and three quarters yesterday, a dollar fifty-five. Blocks unchanged, a dollar forty-three, and butter down four and a quarter at two forty and a quarter. Class three prices were lower. June down a dime at fifteen nineteen. July now down under sixteen dollars, down seventeen cents yesterday at fifteen ninety-seven. August down twelve at sixteen eighty-seven. September down two at seventeen seventy-four. October down thirteen at eighteen twenty. Prices down through December, and as we said earlier, it's uh, price of milk is uh, very much a concern out there, but also just as big a concern as all the milk that is being dumped at the dairy plants, going into farmers' lagoons and other places, and that is a real concern as well, dumping milk, a lot of it. Nine and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, better news, we're going to hear from a dairy farm family, a traditional dairy farm family in Wisconsin. The Picknells, they hosted the June Dairy Breakfast in Barron County in a full house. We'll hear all about their operation next here on WAC. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Another successful dairy breakfast in Barron County on the Picknell Farm. They had it here about three, four years ago and had so much fun, they decided they'd do it again. And Janelle and Corey, of course, uh, operate the farm with a family. Janelle, the name of the farm is Twisted Ash Farm. Why? 
Uh, after the tornado in 2017, we had one tree in our yard that survived, and it happened to be an ash tree, so that's what we decided to name the farm. And uh, tell us how you guys came onto this farm. Did you buy it from somebody? Is it a family farm? No, it was a FHA farm that had sat empty for several years, and we bought it back in 93 as a rundown, uninhabitable farm, and then built it up once, and tornado tore it down, and we built it up again. And what a beautiful sight here you've got hosting this breakfast in 2019 and again in 2023. I, I'd like to say you're gluttons for punishment, but you've all got a smile on your face, so you're enjoying it. Yeah, well, this part is the fun part. We're done with all the, the work. So we had told the promoters if they ever needed a farm again to let us know, and they twisted our arm, and we said yes again. Well, I know a lot of people in Barron County and beyond are thanking you because this is a full house. Yes, and we're glad to see everybody out today. Oh, they are. Now, who you got in your arms? This is our two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, Finley. Does he help on the farm? He does. He feeds calves and drives tractor. Can you tell him what you do? So you feed calves? I want to feed calves. Do you name the calves? Do you give the calves names? Um, we have Molly, don't we? Molly. Okay, yeah. he got Molly. All right. Corey and uh, Seth and uh, Caden are also with us. And, uh, Corey, it had to be a decision. As Janelle said, we bought a rundown farm. What did you see potentially for this farm? Boy, that's asking. Uh, I guess I seen it. It had a nice barn and a silo, and I wanted to farm, so that's why we pursued it. And then we built but, the house later. But uh, that changed about four or five years ago, that nice barn. Um, yeah, it took the roof off the barn, and so that was easy to put the barn back, and it took the roof off the house and then most of our outbuildings. So, yeah, we pretty much had to start over. So what's the lay of the land here? It's obviously rolling where we're at here, but uh, how good a quality land is it here, and what kind of crop acres do you have? Um, we own 440 acres here. Um, it, when we started out, it sat idle, like Janelle said, for quite a while. So it took a little while to get it built up, but we can grow on a good year 200 bushel corn and get good yields on our alfalfa. And, um, so we plant roughly 130 acres of corn and run probably 150, 60 acres of hay. So first crop, uh, how far along are you with that? Uh, we just got 40 ac or 20 acres off so far. So we have a place to park. Yep, that's uh, right. Thanks, Corey. Also with us, a couple of the boys. Seth is with us. Seth, you're in charge of the crop, so tell us about the, the procedure here. How many corn acres, how many uh, alfalfa acres, and uh, what's your system for planting here on these hills? I guess what I'm in charge of, I work for Synergy Co-op, so... You know, he kind of has to buy seed from his son. But um, as far as I kind of line up all the varieties that I think will work well for silage and grain and just kind of turn them loose with that. And then I just keep track of all the acres. I scout everything. And if things need to be sprayed for bugs in the alfalfa, weeds in the corn, or what have you, I make sure it gets done in a timely manner. Now, we're just into the first part of June. I don't know how much scouting you've done in the corn, but the corn's up nicely. Have you seen anything, the challenge, any uh, weed outbreaks or any in potential insects, uh, cutworm, we seen anything? I haven't seen a lot yet. I mean, water hemp, giant ragweed are always going to be an issue in this area. It's always something to watch for. Make sure you're spraying early, spraying often. Um, there's been talks of alfalfa weevils already moving into the alfalfa with the dry weather, though. So I haven't seen any myself, but they're out there. So, How much moisture have you gotten in this area? Oh, since about the middle of May or first week of May, maybe a half inch altogether. So it's been pretty dry for about three weeks. You happy with the soaker? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yep. Thanks, Seth. Seth, again, he's uh, on the farm, but he's off the farm also. 
And also with us is Caden. And Caden, you're in charge of the cows, so tell me about the herd. How many cows have you got? Uh, what's your milking setup, your housing setup here? Uh, we've got about 90 cows. Uh, we're milking 65, so then we've got, you know, some dry cows. We've got a three-inch pipeline we just put in uh, last year, I believe, so now we're milking with eight units instead of six, and that really sped up our time, so it's a process. Where does the milk go? Uh, we have a bulk tank, and then we have the milk hauler comes and picks it up every other day and goes to Ellsworth for cheese. So what's your breeding program, and are you in charge of all that? Because you went to the Tech College two-year program, so how much responsibility do you have with the cows? Are you pretty much getting to the point of my decision now? Not quite. My dad's still more in charge of that. I, you know, let him know if there's a cow that needs to be bred. If I notice any signs and let him know, and he'll go through the chart and tell me if they're ready, and he takes care of most of that right now. But I'm I'm starting to get more involved with it so that I know what's going on. So Is this all a home-raised herd, or do you go and buy a few replacements from different people? Nope, just home, just home-raised, and we just have artificial um, for breeding. But, yeah, everything's here on the farm so calf and heifer housing what do you got uh we just put up a heifer shed out in the pasture for loafing um we've got a heifer barn that we also have calves in there and hutches and it's all right in one barn oh that's a good thing your life's going to change here in a couple months yeah i'm getting married in august so well kylie is with us and i see kylie's already got kylie picknell on her name tag so Connie, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited to be part of the family. Um, I actually went to school for animal science at CVTC, so I was a horse girl, met a dairy farmer, quickly loved what I do. So, Have you already started working with Caden around the cows? Yeah, so actually after I graduated college, I worked here full-time for two years, um, and then I started working at Compere Financial as a closing coordinator. So in my free time, I come down here and help milk and feed calves, and I really like um, watching the calves grow. It's very interesting to watch them pros- like progress, and then a lot of the calves that I raised um, are finally coming into the barn and they've freshened on their first calf. So it's pretty exciting to see the full circle, and I just love being here. It's something I enjoy. So. And again, that's the Picknell Farm, uh, the family, traditional dairy farm. Mom, Dad, uh, the kids are getting her done. Dairying in Wisconsin, a beautiful breakfast in Barron County. Inside. We'll hear from another typical farm family, dairy farm family, the Kharts from down in the Granton area. They had a breakfast on Sunday We'll hear from them also this week about their farming operation. Again, kids, mom and dad, getting her done on the farm. And uh, speaking of dairy breakfast, Jill, where are we at this weekend? Well, we've got the Pepin County Dairy Breakfast that on Saturday. from, And they're serving from 630 to 11 at Churchview Dairy in Durand. And we've also County got, Road V is in Victor, right? Yep, County Road V, Durand. And then we've got the Trempolo County Dairy Breakfast. They're serving from 6 to 11 on Saturday at the Jersey Fam uh, Homestead Dairy, and that's on County Road G in Dodge. And we've also got the Portage County Dairy Palooza on Saturday. That's from 11 to 2 at the Feltz's Dairy Store, Porter Drive in Stevens Point. Then on Sunday, if you're not full enough, you can head on. <laughs> to, <laughs> you can head on down to Nielsville to the fairgrounds. They're serving from 7 till noon. On Sunday, and then we've got the 38th annual Town and Country Dairy Breakfast in Taylor County at the Taylor County Fairgrounds.
Right. On Sunday, they're serving from 7.30 till noon. So we're not done yet. Lots of good dairy breakfast to celebrate the dairy industry in Wisconsin. Another big industry in Wisconsin is the apple industry, and we're going to hear about that as well next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Apple production is looking to be right on track for a normal bloom time and production level. This is according to Steve Lewis, owner of Oakwood Fruit Farm in Richland Center. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Lewis says the spike of warm weather we had helped production to be on track with their normal bloom time, which is around May 10th. He explains how the crop is looking and what he and other growers are doing to prepare for the fall harvest. So far, it, it's been, you know, I would say a little closer to normal than uh, what we've had in years past. We've always seemed to have had a little more extreme weather in the spring, but after that couple of three days of really warm 80s, things kind of went back more towards the normal, and we're kind of pretty much on a normal schedule as far as bloom time, um, you know, picking time this fall. Uh, looks like it's going to be a lot closer to a, to a normal year. Has any recent frost affected your trees? We got that warm weather, so they started budding. Is there any damage? Nope. So far, it looks really good. We'll know more here in a week or so. We just went through bloom uh, last week and, and this weekend. By next week, we'll be able to really tell, um, you know, what's set for a crop. You know, if there was any minor damage, you know, it'll show up there. You know, some of the blooms won't set on an apple, um, which isn't a major thing, but... Right now, everything looks like we're set up to have a really nice crop. What is the normal? You're saying, you know, you're on track to be about good and have a good production. But what is that? As far as timing-wise, it's normally bloom around the 5th to 10th of May is pretty average time. And that sets us up to have harvest time, say, the benchmark of Honeycrisp around that 10th of September or so. Um, And that's kind of what the targets look like right now. That can change a little bit, you know, if we have a real hot summer, but... Uh, right now we're, we're set up to look like, you know, we're right on target to be, you know, on our predicted average times. And as far as crop wise, you know, we had a really nice crop last year. We had a really good return bloom this year. So right now it looks like we should have a good average crop again this year, which I think almost all farmers will take average, you know, if they can, can hit our averages, we're, we're happy. We also have to talk about insects or weed control because those can be affected by weather. Are there any concerns moving into the growing season regarding this, or what have you been seeing? As far as diseases, you know, the major one we worry about this time of year in apples is apple scab, and that's uh, like if you see wild apples and they have that black, looks like sooty um, on the apples or on the leaves, that's apple scab, and that starts just as soon as the leaves start coming out in the spring. And we've had, you know, kind of average conditions for them or controllable conditions, and we haven't been super long periods of wet, you know, where we can't get out and uh, be able to manage that disease so we, we've had nice dry period with that and insects we haven't put any insecticides on yet we really are conscious of pollinators you know this time of year and so most farmer apple growers have backed off doing any insecticides till the bloom is completely out of the orchard and, and the either commercial bees or native bees are you know off foraging on something else what other conversations have you been having regarding apple production Are there any concerns with supply chain issues? A little bit as far as some things like if people are putting new orchards in posts, you know, treated posts um, seem to be in quite short supply. And um, most people knew that going into uh, this spring. So we're trying to, um, you know, really source them well ahead of time. If they've waited to try and source them now, it could get pretty interesting. Prices are, are way up, almost doubled what they were 
three years ago. Wire prices double what it was uh, a couple years ago. Um, so most of those things seem to be, you know, you can get the wire in some of those things, just the posts that have been really been in short supply. What other items will businesses have a hard time finding? Are herbicides, the bags, or any of those things that people may not think about for your day-to-day operations? Are those things have had to potentially stock up on? Yeah, a few things, you know, we saw last year were going to be a problem, so we started sourcing them earlier than normal, you know, trying to get them instead of hitting our dock, you know, this summer or this fall, trying to get them, you know, on site already. Um, You know, some of the packaging supplies, especially if uh, we're using, you know, poly bags or anything like that, there's a longer lead time in those things. Um, You know, and there's a few things that, you know, guys had to pivot to maybe a different product. And there are some chemicals that there, you know, obviously some prices have gone up on some of those things. And there are a few things that we've had to change to a different chemical uh, that things aren't available or the supply isn't available. And in apples especially, that's uh, concerning just because we don't have as broad of a choice on some of those things as they do on other things. Being a smaller market for those companies, you know, there's not as much incentive for them to, uh, to come out with some newer things. So, so far, we haven't got hit with anything that's like a major benchmark thing that we can't replace. But it has made, you know, where we have to do a little more planning. Are there any potential technological advancements or just advancements in the industry that you've been able to utilize that have really helped or you're hoping to utilize in the future? Yeah, so in the last few years, the Wisconsin apple growers, uh, probably about seven or eight years ago, worked to get a bunch of uh, weather stations, newer weather stations put around the state in different orchards to help uh, use uh, predictive models, you know, three-day models for diseases or insects. Or The one that's really helped a lot in apples is a thinning model to help us when we're trying to thin our crop if we have too many apples set, which is pretty common, and then trying to uh, to predict for thinning the, the rates and timing on that, that's been a big help because that was really a kind of a unscientific way that we used to do it the old way. It was, it was a lot of just intuition and, and, you know, years of experience. This gives us a lot more precise way of doing that. That's helped a lot. It's helped a lot in predicting insects and that. So that's been one that a lot of the farmers have, uh, apple growers have used. And then, you know, going forward, there's, there's a bunch of other technology coming along on things for, you know, helping predict crop size and predict sizing, um, you know, as far as your apples for marketing. Um, they're a little ways away yet. They're coming along, but they're still in the t- in the test phase yet. Um, some of those things could be quite beneficial to the farmers here in the near future. When it comes to those apples going to market, what is the proper size that you guys are trying to look for when you're out in your orchard? Like, or what are you making sure you're growing towards that goal? So typically... The uh, apples are sold by what they say a count, and that's the number of apples that are in the box. And so the, the count that is the, the premium size and gets the most money is an, an 88 size count to about a 72 size count. And that's about a three to a three and three quarter inch apple. You know, that's the real common size that you see when you buy them individually. You grab what you want and then you, uh, you put them in the bag and weigh them out by the pound. That's the that's where the premium uh, market is. So you kind of want to try and be peaking on that size. And again, the apple crop in Wisconsin. Uh, Steve Lewis with the apple update over owner of Oakwood Fruit Farm. He said so far the crop is looking great, but I'm interested in something else that's red and a little bit uh, slower as we get into June now. Strawberries. Strawberries. Yeah, I got to get out and uh, pick some strawberries and see how the strawberry crop is working. Haven't heard of you. No, I I contacted my strawberry grower and he was he was awfully busy. He, he was out picking. Huh? <laughs> no, he said he was out irrigating. They're oh, so dry okay. where they're at. 
right. So, again, yeah, it's a beautiful time of the year. So, again, if you can get out and pick some strawberries. Oh, and uh, strawberries are delicious, of course, fresh. You know, pick one, eat one, pick one, eat one. But then uh, you get home and freeze them in about uh, January or February. You pull out those strawberries. Oh, they are good. Well, we'll see how good the market was yesterday. Rocky's going to join us from over at Premier Livestock in Whiffy. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's almost 5.30 in the morning, and uh, Rocky joins us from over at Premier Livestock in Whiffy, and uh, something red for him is a good steak cooked kind of rare, huh? That's absolutely the way I want it. There you go. Oh, I love that, too. Boy, I'm getting hungry here, buddy. So we better yep. we better move on and let you tell us what happened yesterday over at Premier. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is our yesterday, Monday's auction saved up. We sold over 1,200 head of livestock yesterday. Markets continue very, very strong. Uh, Holstein, uh, high choice and prime fed cattle, uh, 150 to 161. Select and low choice, 138 to 149. Choice beef steers and heifers from 160 to 172. Uh, high yielding market cows, very strong from a dollar one to a dollar 26. Most of the other cows, 82 to a dollar. High yielding market bulls from a dollar 10 all the way up to a dollar 31. Lower yielding, a dollar nine and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from a dollar twenty-five to a dollar sixty. Uh, lower yielding, one twenty-four and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, like I said, we say it every week, guys. Make sure you know what your bull calves are worth. Super strong trade. Uh, Holstein bull calves majority bringing two hundred all the way up to four hundred dollars on the Holsteins. Your beef cross calves from three hundred all the way up to five ninety. Holstein heifer calves fifty to one. Today, Tuesday, will be a special feeder cattle auction. We're also selling bred beef cows. and got a really nice selection of beef breeding bulls. Uh, lots of registered Angus bulls today. We're expecting six to 700 head of feeder cattle. Uh, like I said, a nice run of Holsteins, a nice run of beef. Then tomorrow, Wednesday... Uh, 9.30 a.m. we have our hay auction, 11 o'clock a.m. dairy cattle auction. We do have three herd dispersals tomorrow, lots of top individual groups of fresh cows and spring and heifers. Uh, also, uh, farm machinery auction will be coming up here June 16th, guys. The lot is full. Uh, just to give you an idea, we got over 70 tractors in the lot. Little, If you're looking for something else, I'm sure we got it. Uh, we'll also have offline items as well. We'll sell in three wings. You, rings. You can start pre-bidding on items now. Uh, you can go to our website, premierlivestockandauctions.com. You can click on the equipment and facts link, and you can uh, put those bids on, and it'll remind you as the items are coming up. So next auction, if you didn't make this one, uh, will be coming up in August. Like I said, any questions, call us, 715-229-2500, and that's how things shaped up at Premier. All right. Well, a little better week. I think it'll be a little cooler this week than it was last week, but still warm. Yep, just kick us up a rain shower. That's what we're looking Boy, for. Boy, we'd all look for that, that's for sure. Hey, thanks, Rocky. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock and Withy. We'll get Mike Dandry up here, see if he's got a rain shower in the forecast. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our weather this morning brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. And let's get over to Skywarn 13, the weather room. And Mike Dandry is with us. And Mike, is there a shower in the forecast? I think my driveway was a little damp this morning. 
There were a few through the overnight, but they were uh, rather hit and miss. Yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, Darren uh, Darren Meyer was lucky to get a little bit at his house. It was a very, very small cell on the radar, but, of course, right over his house, and I made the joke of he ordered that, of course. Well, I'm sure he did. He's <laughs> better. You guys better have an in with somebody here. Yeah, but, right. but we do need some moisture, and seriously, is there any out there? Well, it's uh, not looking like it, unfortunately, over the next couple of days, as today maybe just a very, very sparse chance, a little bit further towards the south. But otherwise, we'll have intervals of clouds and sun and still a little bit of haze with temperatures climbing to the low 80s. Tonight, variable clouds dipping to the upper 50s and low 60s and then gradually becoming sunny throughout the day tomorrow as temperatures climb to the upper 70s. Another day in the upper 70s for Thursday with more sunshine Friday starts to bring us a chance at an isolated shower storm, mostly into the afternoon. Saturday, also another chance as we climb to the low 80s yet again. But then Sunday, we dry things out yet again, but staying even a little cooler with mid-70s uh, on Sunday and upper 70s and low 80s in store on Monday, still looking rather dry. And we do have a partly to mostly cloudy sky in Eau Claire with a temperature of 64 degrees right now, and that dew point still little muggy at 61 degrees. That Canadian haze hanging around. Yep, and it seems like, uh, you know, of course, a couple weeks ago, uh, we had those wildfires in Alberta. Now this time around uh, towards the east out in Nova Scotia. Really, oh boy. Boy. Mm-hmm. Mother Nature can be kind of ornery, can't she? Yes, when we've seen that many times. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> hey, thanks, Mike. Talk to you later. You bet. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 with our weather on whack. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost 23 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax. Again, 64 degrees. Let's find out what's going on in some other news. Morgan McCarthy is with us. Does this haze, Bob, this haze that we're getting from Cala, Cala, Canada, I can't even say it. Mm-hmm. But uh, tickles my throat, I call it. Is it not bothering you at all, is it? It doesn't seem to, but we do have that red air quality alert. I have a little bit more about that coming up. You know what I do notice, though? I think it makes my eyes itch. I've been outside because Siggy's in softball yeah, now, yeah. so between the practices there and you know and that kind of thing, I have noticed I've been itching my eyes more. Um, but, of course, that could, just could be straight fatigue at this point in my life. <laughs> Who knows? But That's I think it. that that air quality might be part of it as well. Uh, it really is, but it's something to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. And we'll get to that as that does affect Eau Claire and some of our surrounding areas. But in other headlines, the courts start locally. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Polk County Sheriff's Office investigates the officer-involved shooting that occurred in St. Croix earlier this month on June 3rd. We now know the person who died as a result of the incident, 42-year-old Tyler Abel of rural New Richmond. Polk County Sheriff's Office will complete that investigation and then turn over the report to the St. Croix County DA. As we looked out their headlines, Barron County man is in jail after his mother called police to say he stabbed her in the neck. Now, this all happened yesterday morning in Cameron. A woman calling 911 a little before 9 a.m. to say she'd been stabbed. Barron County Sheriff's Department said the state patrol rushed to the house, and that's when they arrested the woman's son, 30-year-old Michael Townsend, without incident. The woman flew into a hospital in serious condition. You can find this full press release online from Sheriff Fitzgerald in Barron County when you stop at 715newsroom.com. Now, kind of what Bob 
was talking about here with that air quality, yes, it is tracing to the Canadian wildfires, and it's affecting local air quality in terms of the DNR issuing a red alert, and that lasts until midnight tonight. More than two dozen counties covered by that advisory. Brown in there as well, Eau Claire County, of course, which we talked about. Taylor County also under that red air quality warning. The DNR says that that air means it's unhealthy for healthy people and non-sensitive groups. So most of the southeast corner of the state is also covered by the advisory, but to a lesser degree, our area hit a little bit harder with that. Well, if you haven't uh, had to get your photo taken for a license, then you may not know that there are a new design for the state. New driver's licenses have been unveiled. The DOT uh, letting you know the new design has security features that our old ones didn't have. So you will have that picture and all your info on there. And the new licenses have some artwork. It's supposed to make it a little bit harder to counterfeit those regular and real ID license options. And you'll just get that upgraded when you have to go replace an old one. And we have a date and time for family night at Lambeau Field. Get the kiddos ready to see the Packers in the stadium for its annual family night practice this year, Saturday, August 5th, the day for that. And, of course, that's a great uh, pastime here in the state. But when was the last time you picked up a yo-yo? Turns out there's a science to it, and today's the day we celebrate exactly what a yo-yo does. It's a pretty basic toy, a string with joined discs. You attach the string to your finger, wind the string around the disc, and throw it. Somehow it climbs back up the string. That's the science, and odds are you've played with one. The modern yo-yo came about in 1928, discovered by Donald Duncan. Back then, they sold for 15 cents, about six bucks today. There are thousands of tricks to master, but the National Yo-Yo League says there's only 16 official yo-yo masters worldwide. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Well, not exactly a yo-yo, but the ups and downs of the egg industry take us back to the barn with Bob Bosold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. When I was a kid, I was good with the yo-yo. Walk the dog, round the world, eat spaghetti. I could do a lot of those yeah. tricks. Swing it at your sister, hit your brothers <laughs> in the head. Yeah, that's to, how we used it. <laughs> I used to get old barn. That's how I'd get barn to move. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the yo-yo. Yeah, that's right. What, the slinky was busy? You couldn't get her? Man, that, that woman's a saint. For the things she puts up with. But we used to have those yo-yos, you know, they were kind of uh, psychedelic, you know. You oh, could yeah. You see through them and all those things. Yeah, and they only cost about a quarter. at all kinds of them. Yeah, I remember my sister and I tried the yo-yo once, too, but we were more of a slinky crowd until oh, I tell you right. what. When you have daughters and you get them a slinky, there's one place that ends up, and it's usually in their hair. Yep. And then the scissors follow shortly <laughs> behind that, don't they? It's one way to get it cut. You know, the other <laughs> story I got real quickly because we're busy this morning. Yeah. The uh, story about the driver's license yeah. picture. Everybody, oh, my driver's license. It's horrible, my driver's license. And I was out at the the uh, DMV here, oh, three weeks ago, and I was sitting there waiting for my turn, and people were getting their uh, pictures taken for their licenses, yeah. you know, whether it be a uh, commercial license or regular driver's license. And I looked at some of those people, and it looked like they just came off a three-day drunk. I mean, their hair wasn't combed. They weren't shaven. Their clothes, (laughs) men and women. You know, I think just sitting at the DMV all day, you end up looking like that. But, I mean, their clothes were rumpled and everything. Then they said, oh, my driver's license picture is just horrible. (laughs) I just sat there and laughed to myself. Well, I can understand why. I'm actually due for mine. I have to go sit there. So, yeah, let me know if you have a farm department shirt I could wear. I'll represent that for you. I'll come over and work on your hair a little bit. I'll see if we can get the picture together. That would be good. All right. That's a good idea. See you later. (laughs) You bet, Bob. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Henry mentioned the challenges in the dairy industry right now. A lot of product uh, on hand and, well, 
too much milk. As we said, there's some milk dumping going on. And a report from the uh, Dairy Market News, and I, and I quote from this article as I read it, and we know that's what is going on, but it's there is simply too much cheese. USDA's Dairy Market News reports that cheese production schedules are steady to stronger, and for some cheesemakers, limited warehouse space is becoming a concern. Meanwhile, there's plenty of milk, especially now that bottlers are slowing down intakes for the summer break. Spot milk prices in the upper Midwest ticked back down this past week with some sales as low as $12 under Class 3. That's not a $12 Class 3. Sales as low as $12 under the Class 3 price. A few cheesemakers offered their workforce a long weekend, but others worked straight through the Memorial Day holiday. And unlike earlier in the year, there are very few plants taking any downtime for maintenance so today's steep discounts reflect a milk surplus that cannot be blamed on underutilized production capacity. No, but uh, again, we don't have the production capacity that we need to have. Some uh, plants and co-ops have uh, shut down plants and not expanded their existing plants. So uh, again, there are a lot of reasons for it, but uh, the bottom line is there's milk out there and the plants can't handle it. And uh, Who's at fault? Bottom line, milk's getting dumped. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the cash price is at Northside Elevator. In Loyal, corn is at $5.89 with soybeans at $13.14. And in Arcadia, corn's at $5.99 with soybeans at $13.19. And you and found a couple of dairy breakfasts. I did. I found a few more as if we don't have enough. On Never have enough. <laughs> on Friday... Spencer is having their Spencer Dairy Breakfast at the Spencer Village Park. That's from 5 till 10 o'clock, and that's sponsored by the Spencer Chariot Chamber of Commerce. And Pittsville FFA and FFA alumni is having their dairy breakfast on Saturday, June 10th from 7 to 11 at the Gardner Cold Storage and Badger State Fruit Processing Butch Gardener on Cranberry Lane in Pittsville. And that's quite a place. If you've never seen it, it's really something. Butch has got quite a cranberry empire built over there. So, again, get out and enjoy a, a dairy breakfast, whether a dairy farm, fairgrounds, park, even a cranberry plant. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 10 minutes to 6, and we need to head on down to Sparta Equity in talk. Here from Hut Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 177 to 185. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 161 to 176. The beef and dairy cross steers 155 to 175. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 155 to 163. Choice and select Holstein steers 144 to 154 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 98 to 143. Cow market steady. High yielding cows 105 to 120. Topping at 122 and a half. The cutters and utilities 89 to 104 with the low yielding and canner cows 48 to 88 cents. Organic market today with results from the June 5th sale with the high yielding organic cows 150 to 170. With the top of 173, the thin and small organic cows 119 to 149 with the organic steers and heifers 165 to 182. Call bull market steady with most bulls bringing 110 to 125 with a thin. Full and bulls over a ton discount at $1.90 and down. Calves today sold by the pound. With the steady market with the whole, with the quality Holstein bull calves bringing 150 to $3. The quality Holstein heifer calves 80 to 180. The quality beef bulls 
four twenty-five to five seventy-five. Topping at six dollars. Quality beef heifers four to five fifty. Topping at five sixty-five. The light and poor quality calves ten to eighty cents per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Wednesday, June seventh, starting at ten a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut aiming to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to more markets over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Well, did you get filled up this weekend at breakfast? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Yep, uh, didn't get to as many as we thought we would, but uh, very busy, a lot of stuff going on. So, and uh, again, just uh, want to salute all the folks. Uh, they just do a great job, no matter which one you go to. Yep. So we're looking forward looking forward to this weekend again and the rest of June. So a lot of stuff going on. Boy, that's for sure, including at the sale barn. How'd day one go this week? Well, it's very busy, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. Like I said, a very large sale yesterday. We'll start out with a cow market. Now, these are conventional market cows. High-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's auction. We're selling from 99 to $1.20. Uh, extreme top in the cow market yesterday at 124 Most of the cows yesterday selling between 78 and 98 Thinner cows, like carcass cows, $76 and below. Again, very strong cow market. Uh, on the uh, calf market yesterday, a big run of calves yesterday. Good quality Holstein bull calves weighing 90 to 130 pounds. Selling from 175 to 375 Extreme top on the bull calves. Holstein bull calves, 395 Heifer calves yesterday, uh, mostly from 50 up to 175 And again, folks, uh, these good quality beef calves. Very strong market from 350 to 575. A lot of bull calves, beef calves yesterday from 575 to a top of 600 dollars. So the folks, it does pay to take a little extra care in your calves because they are worth a lot of money. Well, we got to move on. Tuesday here in Stratford today, we start at 10 o'clock this morning. Hay and bedding auction. Again, got a busy day here at Stratford today. We get to move on to 11 o'clock. Will be the dairy cattle auction, and we do have a nice herd of cows for that sale today. Complete herd dispersal, 45 Holstein milk cows, uh, 13 heifers coming along with those cows. Again, uh, cows are fully vaccinated, monthly herd health check, AI bred, AI sired, and, uh, of course, they are on a pasture already. So, again, a good opportunity, cows in this herd for everybody's budget. And also, if you're looking for springing heifers, we do have a consignment of 14 organic springing heifers. Um, six of these are real close. Again, the uh, owner sold his herd last year, so the heifers are going to be sold today. And then after the uh, dairy auction today, sell market cattle, including organic market cattle today, along with the conventional market cattle. Don't forget, tomorrow will be our feeder cattle auction. We've got a nice line of feeder cattle already for that sale. And also mark on your calendars, uh, uh, coming up here on Wednesday, June 21st, will be our special beef breeding bull sale. So a lot of bulls already on the list, so... Folks, you can put those on, and uh, 687-4101 is the phone number. So, Bob, I know you're a little behind this morning. So we'll turn it back to you. You folks enjoy the day. Uh, a little cooler today, but uh, we do need some rain. So I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know, Rob, you want to go out and do a rain dance after a while or something? I don't know. We'll try something, that's for sure. Whatever will work. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market is brought to you by Synergy Co-op in, uh, the, uh, over there in Ridgeland. Board of Trade was down yesterday. Some recent rains over the weekend uh, put a little pressure on prices, but overnight they did bounce back. Well, came back. I don't think bounced back too far. December corn up at nickel 542. The oats up two at 350. Wheat up 17 at 672. 
November soybeans up a nickel at eleven eighty five. December meal up three fifty a ton at three seventy three seventy. And at the country elevators, Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at five eighty nine with soybeans at thirteen fourteen. In Arcadia, corns at five ninety nine with soybeans at thirteen nineteen. Wheat. Wheaton Grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corn's at 574 with soybeans at 13.07. And on the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump today is $6 a bushel. Baldwin, 562 and 1295. Duran's corn is 562. The beans, 1290. Mondovi and Elmwood, 566 and 1295. Corn at Fall Creek, 552. Soybeans, 1265. At Osseo, it's 579 and 1295. Elk Mound Corn, 580. Beans, 1308. Sparta, 592 and 1290. Ellsworth Corn is at 555. Beans, 1255. Ethanol Plants, Boysville Corn, 596. Stanley, 594. New Richmond, 592. Barrel Cheese, up three and three quarters, $1.55. Blocks Unchanged, 143. Butter down four and a quarter at 240 and a quarter. June, Class 3, down a dime, 1519. July, down 17 at 1597. August, down 12 at 1687. 1774 for September and October at 1820. 64 degrees right now. We'll have some more of that haze out there today, but otherwise, partly cloudy. Should see some sun. High of 81, but not a lot of rain. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.